I got, I got two I got two speaking gigs out of that at 10 grand a time. So I yeah. spoke for free. I generated 20 grand worth of revenue. Welcome to the Journey to Paid Speaking Gigs podcast, where we focus on how to find your voice, develop your message, so that you can get consistently paid speaking gigs that generate income. Not only are you going to learn how to find your voice, but you're going to hear from professionals in the industry who are making a powerful impact, sharing their story and transforming lives. My name is Charles Clark. I'm an international speaker and ex-professional athlete. And I believe that everyone has a story to tell, but not too many people are telling it. And that's why I created this podcast, because I'm passionate about helping people break the silence, even if their voice shakes. And today's guest is going to give you the insight on how you can do just that. So we have today our guest, Gordon Treadgold. He is a father of four. First of all, he's a husband, and he's also an award-winning corporate motivational speaker. And his success was built on this simple strategy, making it easy to understand. And he has helped organizations achieve success at a high level by focusing on how we can get people engaged and empower our team. He is an executive coach and teaches leadership workshops to some of the top brands in the world. So, Gordon, welcome to the show. My pleasure. Looking yeah. forward to it. <laughs> Great. So, I want to start this question off by how did you go from being a rugby player to working in the IT industry to a leadership motivational speaker? So, so uh, for me, I. Um yeah, I, I studied mathematics at university, and uh, when I came out the IT industry, we didn't have PCs back in that day. So, you know, forget your iPhone, forget your your tablet. We didn't even have PCs. First program language I did, it was with cards. You typed it onto a card and you put the cards. So we're, we're talking old school, and, and mathematics was a, a great entry into that. And um, you know, I, I started writing programs and then wanted to move ahead. So uh, I started to try and lead projects. And that, you know, that logical ability and uh, technical ability, coupled with the team building skills from playing sport, helped me put good teams together that could deliver some of the more complex projects. Uh, and, you know, being uh, competitive, you know, I, I played rugby, but I played on the equivalent of the O and D line. My position was kind of be a mix between t- um, between the uh, nose guard and the centre. So okay. I, I, I was always up for the big challenge. I don't get intimidated easily, uh, yeah. and and just taking that, I just went for bigger and bigger projects until I was leading teams of a thousand people uh, and running hundred million dollar projects. Wow! Not it, all it, of them succeeded. Not all of them succeeded, but <laughs> I learned. I learned a lot as I went, and what I found was that, you know, when you're leading a team of ten people, mm-hmm. you're actually doing the work shoulder to shoulder, and, and that's one skill set. But then once you're leading four teams, now you're one level above, and you're having to show them and do it with them. But then when you get to that next level where you're leading teams of teams, now your ability to do the work they're doing becomes less important because you're not at that level. So you've got to transition from doing and managing to leading, to being able to inspire, 
to being able to coach people and get the message across and create an environment in which they can thrive. And that that's a, a subtle uh, change, and a lot of people can't make that um, that adjustment. Yeah. Uh, and I was able to do that, and again, with my computing and mathematics background, I was able to kind of analyze it and, and look at what were the core components and almost kind of write a program of how mm. to be a leader. And wow. what I do now is I share that message. Yeah. It's all about, you know, so it's all about making things simple, easy to understand, uh, yeah. and empowering people. Yeah, I, I see something so unique when you tell that story and it, it's something that everyone has the ability to do courage yeah you know yeah, yeah. like it's it cool. doesn't take a genius to to do these things that we that we feel so called to do well the, the, the thing that I, <laughs> so the thing that really makes me smile is people said to me oh my god but when you took on these projects that people thought would fail what are you going to do if it failed just turn around and say yeah you were right. It was going to fail. Mm. The, the bigger risk to your career is taking on projects that everybody thinks are going to be successful. Yeah. Wow. But then they fail. Wow. What's your excuse for that? Yeah. You, know? yeah. you don't win the easy games. You've got questions to ask. If you lose a couple of the tough games, you can just say, you know what? Yeah, you're right. That was tough, but, you know, we'll get them next time. Mm. So, you know, Love be that. bold and go for it. I mean, obviously, you've been speaking for some time. How do you think the industry itself, the speaking industry itself has changed? And then how have you personally pivoted to meet those demands? So I think there's a, I think there's a couple of things that uh, have changed. One is that with COVID, a lot of the stuff has now gone online. So, um, so you're not getting the big three-day conferences so what people are doing is they're cutting out the chaff and it's all about the week so if your talk doesn't if it didn't have great value but you were getting booked you're not getting booked anymore so you've got to up the value of of the talk got to keep the talk uh, more current um so it's like now, you know, things have changed. We've got the pandemic. We've got all the people working from home. So I talk about results and leadership, but I was fortunate before the pandemic started, I was leading a project that was 100% remote. So I was kind of ahead of the game on yeah. leading the people working from home. So half of the talks I've given recently, how to inspire teams that work from home how to build engagement with the more teams. Mm. And then I think the other thing you've got to do is you've got to understand, uh, you know, the two days before we got the travel ban, I was supposed to be on a plane to Dubai to do a four-person, uh, sorry, a four-day in-person leadership workshop. Mm. And now you've got, to, you've got to figure out how are you going to do that online. So I'm pivoting a lot of the things I did to try and find, you know, to do it online and a lot of you know you'll do a group training where you'll do an hour a month or a, an hour a week um but now i'm, I'm trying to do two hour uh, sorry uh, two six hour days online that is a whole different beast yeah to, yeah to one hour i mean we're gonna have a session tomorrow where we're gonna be looking at webex because normally what we would do is we would set some initiatives up and say, okay, guys, break into teams of four, mm -hmm. go into a breakout room, do that and come back. 
Mm. So how do we do that in Zoom again? <laughs> how do I do that? <laughs> you know, and I can And how do I walk around and check up on them? So you know, I mean, I've worked in IT for thirty years. Yeah. Uh, and if I want to get much more tech savvy and uh, be up to date with it. Mm. Yeah, that's great. What was it like to get your first big check when you started speaking? Uh, so my f- like the big check like it was <laughs> way different from the other checks that you got <laughs> so, so I was offered 20 grand to go and speak in Kuwait and when I when I signed that I was like wow mm-hmm. you know what I used to go back and work on my speech because I'm not sure whether it's worth 20 grand <laughs> I mean, they decided the paper. I was like, you know, I, I, I need to lose a bit of weight. Get uh, <laughs> um, the pressure's on at 20 right? <laughs> You can't mess up. <laughs> I used to get nervous when I was, I, when I was speaking for free. I was, you know, mm. yeah, imposter syndrome. People, I was where people would say, is that it? Is that mm. your waste of our time for that? Yeah. Wow. Now paying me 20 grand to do that. Yeah. Oh, boy. That just, that just upped the game big time. I think it, it does something to your self-worth, too. Not, not in a conceited way, but it just it confirms, like, yo, yo you're worthy of, of doing this. Like, yeah. it's possible for you. Yeah, I'm, absolutely. If, you know, if you, when I started, the first paid speaking, my first ever professional speaking gig was paid. Because I, I'd written a book and I was like, I, I, this is a funny story actually, because I'm not really one who believes in the law of attraction and that kind of stuff. But I'd written a book and I thought, you know what? I was getting opportunities to speak, but I was kind of turning it down. And, and, I, and I got up and I said, right, you've written the book. You are not allowed to turn down any speaking gig at all. If they offer you money, you've got to do it. Mm-hmm. Went to my email and there was an email from a university saying we want to pay you a thousand bucks to come speak and I was like, oh boy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, I, I've, I, I've, got to, I've got to go and do that. And that was, yeah. it was, it was nerve-wracking getting up there for that, for that first time. Yeah. Uh, just to feed off of that too, like a lot of uh, the conversation of this day and age is don't compromise your worth, right? And and I tell people like, yo, if it's gonna if it's gonna pay your bills for one, don't turn the gig down, and and Correct. for two, if it's gonna help you uh, become a better speaker and communicator, do it. A lot of people, you're not getting paid or you're not even speaking because you say this is my speaker fee, but it, I mean. What's more important, impact or income, right? And when we put impact over income, we get both at the end of the day. Yeah. So a good friend of mine, Nigel Risner, and if you don't know him, you should book him to speak on this because that guy is cr- he crazy. But one of the <laughs> he crazy. He was my speaker coach. Oh yeah, he's yeah yeah. You will see why people book him, and, and he gets booked. You know, he's been Speaker of the Year for a lot of institutes. Um, one of the things that he talks about is uh, when it comes to um, it, it's uh, fit, flight, or fee. If it's a good fit, then maybe you do it for nothing. If it's not a good fit and they're not paying, run, Forest, run. Uh, and if they're paying, <laughs> then 
you know, take the money. And, and, and a lot of people, there's a lot of, um, I got into a huge argument with one of the, he's quite um, big in the UK speaking, professional mm-hmm. speaking organization. And I, I, was, I was asked to do, to speak for free. And I, and I shared that in another group saying, should I do it, should I not do it? And he just wrote back and he said, if you take that gig, I will lose all respect for you. No, no professional speaker would ever speak for free. It undermines your credibility, it destroys your fee, and um, you're making it, you're, you're making, you're lowering fees for everybody else. And I wrote back and I said, oh, by the way, the Queen's just called me and asked me if you would be interested to speak at Buckingham Palace to all of the people and you can use that for marketing and said, well yeah if it's the Queen obviously I'd speak for free well, hang on you just said no right, right, right. but now mm-hmm. it's the Queen so you, you've got to understand and I, the gig I spoke for for free I spoke to 600 people and I, and I speak on leadership and it's results based leadership really it's, you know I've, I've been in operations driving projects and profit I spoke to 600 people in Orlando and I spoke for free and the thing that made me speak for free was if I could do a commercial a 90 minute commercial to 600 of my target audience how much would I pay for that commercial yeah. I probably pay two, three, five grand maybe, mm-hmm. but now I'm getting to do it for ninety minutes in person. Maybe that's something worth considering doing. With you with a table in the back. <laughs> yeah. well, yep. I got two. I got two speaking gigs out of that at ten grand a time. So I yeah. spoke for free. I generated twenty grand worth of revenue. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I I remember when I spoke for free. It was at a Rotary Club. Rotary Club. <laughs> got me an opportunity to speak in front of a large uh, Fortune 500 company. And now yeah. that Fortune 500 company is paying me uh, close to six figures of what this relationship that I have now. So it was like, yo, speak, you know, <laughs> use your voice. That's the thing that really matters. I want you to think about the viewer who lis- who's listening right now. And, and, and maybe this person, they're just getting started in their career and they're looking at they're probably looking at your website and they're saying, man, this, this guy, he 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 got it covered. You know, he's been speaking with a lot of big companies and had a lot of success. And I want to know what advice would you give to that person who's looking to build longevity like you have in, in the speaking industry? So I think you've, you've got you've got to be focused on giving value. The, the talk is the talk is not about you. The yeah. talk is your audience say that one more time <laughs> the talk is not about you it's about your audience and yeah. that's where the guy who climbed El Capitan went wrong if he'd have made that talk about his audience he could have given the exact same talk with a few modifications which which would then have given us value but mm-hmm. he didn't do that he made it all about him and it's entertainment and there's mm-hmm. no no longevity if you're going to be a, a professional speaker because the markets it's corporates it's events and then doing the training and such like after so it's it's got to be about you the other thing i would say is one of the most valuable pieces of advice i got and i i i've got this great talk it was unbelievable it was absolutely chock a block and it was about an hour of 
unbelievably great tips, tools that you could use. And a good friend of mine, and again, somebody you should look at speaking, Nick Boothman, he's, uh, he's another top speaker from Canada. He said to me, um, what do you think of your talk? And I went, it's jam-packed with tons of advice. And he said, you know, it's people trying to drink from a fire hose. Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. you've, you've given them way, way, way too much. He said, take out half of the content, replace it with humorous stories, and people will learn twice as much. And mm -hmm. I was I was like, okay, just a second. I'm a mathematician. Yeah. I'm going to take half out, and people are going to learn twice as much. How does that work? Because they can't learn anything. It's just, you're just bombarding them fact after fact after fact after fact. Yeah. Trim it, trim it back, pad it with stories, pad it with humor, and people will learn far more uh, from your talk, and they'll get more value out of it. So of don't, don't try to blow them away with too much information there's got to be you know it can't all be bread there's got to be some meat in there yeah. it can't be a one foot deep meat sandwich that that's not gonna work big mac on top of a double stack yeah <laughs> all of those things <laughs> no this is that's that's great information and you know what what i just want to say man is this was powerful i don't know if you guys got a lot out of this but you hit the rewind button again yeah. and again yeah. the journey to pay speaking gigs hey gordon before we go let the thrive tribe know how we can stay in touch with you so i am the only gordon treadgold in the entire world so if you go <laughs> and do gordon yeah i own that i own that landscape of shortages on google yeah. So you can reach out to me via Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, email. If it's got Gordon Treadmill on it, has slipped in somewhere. But yeah, yeah just <laughs> me. you'll find a way to find me. Hey, thanks for coming on the show, Gordon. We appreciate you oh, so my much. Pleasure. Thank my you, Gordon. Pleasure. What's up, Tribe? I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Hey, we are looking for some students to join the next class that we have for the Journey to Pay Speaking Gigs program. If you're someone who's tired of doing local events and you're looking to find the right opportunities that are willing to pay you, maybe you need structure behind your business. Maybe you're trying to figure out how do I price myself or how do I begin to develop my message more consistently that's in alignment with my brand and the voice that I have. Well, we want to help you out. We want to help you connect to your voice, find that story to develop your message and get consistently paid speaking gigs. Head to journey to paid speaking gigs.com forward slash training that's journey to paid speaking gigs.com forward slash training